Welcome to the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Thank you for joining our weekly discussion around grief, mental health, and overall personal wellness. The Grief Bully Podcast will serve as a vehicle to help you navigate life's journey. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the podcast with anyone in your life that you think it will help. Let's bully grief together. What's up? What's up? What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Today is Monday, September the 13th. We are back in the studio rocking and rolling. Guys, we are at episode 109, and I'm feeling so fulfilled, filled up, overjoyed, The outpouring of support and love from our last episode has just been tremendous. And I just want to thank you for that. And actually, the outpouring of support and the responses from that episode with Kamaya Chapman is what is bringing me to the topic today. I have had so many people leave comments, DMs. I've gained a lot more family members. Yes, because you guys are my family and extension of such. We are a community of bereaved people and I don't take that lightly. So first, shout out to you guys for definitely following the content all over social media, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, it's been everywhere and then reaching out. But there's been a select few of people who have actually DM me and we've had conversations and dialogues. And if you DM me and I haven't gotten back to you yet, I absolutely am trying to do that very soon. Believe that. And what I realized is that a conversation today could be beneficial to just kind of go back to the basics. And what I mean by that is not to insult anyone's intelligence at all. But what I'm realizing is that when it comes to grief, there is a constant learning and a constant relearning. And it's it's never a waste of time to just park and discuss this. And so what I want people to really realize is that What I've heard is a common theme is the shock factor. And so Kamaya talked about this a little bit on the last episode as well. If you haven't checked it out, do so. Is that you can see that the person has passed away. You can attend a funeral service. But shortly thereafter, those moments will just creep up on you and catch you by surprise. And you'll say, ah. They're actually not here. I had a young lady in the DM say her father always got home at 4 p.m. every day. And the first time that she had to experience that door not opening, not hearing those keys and not hearing I'm home at 4 p.m., she said it was devastating. And I resonated with that. And that's why we have these conversations and why I have the Grief Bully podcast and why we're going to touch on these topics is because it's so important to me to make sure that you feel seen. Why, Jay Nicole? Why is that important? I don't need anybody to see me. I'm not trying to be seen. So it's not how you think, but when you're going through a struggle, I think, especially when it comes to grief and loss, it's very easy for you to feel isolated. I have felt so isolated, so alone, surrounded by so much love. It could seem almost impossible until you are actually walking in those shoes where you have people coming to your house. You have people hitting you up, texting you. You might be married. You might have children and you have people around you. But because you lost this loved one. And now you are faced with and introduced with this new journey is such a foreign experience. You can feel so alone. And so you might not also be able to put your finger on it. Like, I know, I know I'm feeling like this, but I don't know really what this means. And then, aha, you're scrolling on social media and you see a a social media post, a video, a, a quote, whatever it is, where someone is saying exactly how you feel. It's kind of sort of similar to when you go to church. If you go to church, I'm a believer, so I'm always going big that up. 
But there's been times where I've been in church or watching virtual over the last year and a half. And you're like, ah, man, he's talking to me. She's talking to me. Come on. Come on, pastor. Get out of my house. Get out of my house. Get out of my job. And you're like, wow, I feel so seen. And that's that secret, almost invisible validation that some of us need. Some of us need that validation. And I'm included as well to just even if it's to say, hey, I'm not crazy. That was part of the DM conversations, too, where someone is like, it feels so good to know that I'm not crazy, that other people feel this way. Other people experience this because someone else said, too, and I know I keep referring to this, but it was so much, guys. And please bear with me. I'm trying to download it all and process it as well. I'm coming fresh off of that. But someone else was talking about that as well, how you can just feel like you're about to give up and you feel super crazy. And then you see that someone else went through that. And while you might have other people around you, they said to have a loss to that magnitude. Because I believe, and this is what this young lady was saying, too, is that we don't think that all grief is created equal. I don't think that I don't think that every loss will basically require the same level of you. And so these losses complicated because, again, the episode with Kamaya, we're talking about the loss of her mother. So a lot of the conversations that I had were basically around losses of parents, grandparents and siblings. So it wasn't distant cousin, not to say again that that doesn't cause pain or or a friend or anything like that. Close friends, someone had 31 year relationship with a friend and they lost that friend. And so I think that, too, is very important to make sure we realize that all loss and all grief is not created equal. And so until and I believe this from my experience, until you have really experienced a loss that's complicated, a loss of a relationship that was so dear to you, a loss like Kamaya said that her mother was her everyday routine, that was her regularly scheduled program. When that is just vanished from your life and there's nothing you can do, oh, you're going to feel crazy. You're going to feel that depth of devastation. And if people haven't experienced that, beloveds, it's hard, in my opinion, for them to be able to relate. We can only pour from certain cups with our experience. So I always say that, too, when people reach out to me and they ask for advice or anything. How can I help them heal or give feedback? I always give this disclaimer. Young man, young lady, I can only speak from my experience. There's no general blanket statement. So anything that I'm saying, it may not apply to you. I'm pretty sure if you are dealing with grief and loss, something that I've said in these 109 episodes will apply to you. But for the most part, take everything that people are saying and be mindful of the counsel. Think about who's talking to you. It's like I wouldn't go to a dentist for a foot problem just because they have a a doctorate or or they're a doctor of some sort, a medical professional. It's not all created equal. So I, I, I might find support from my friends and my family. But I think that you will really benefit from finding a community, a group of people who have experienced similar losses to you, because I think that you you might even feel more comfortable. I told a young lady, I said, hey, one thing I think can really be helpful for you is to find that partner that you can be really raw with and really say things and not have to hold back out of offense or feel feel, feel fearful that they will not get it. And I said, I'm that person for you. I cannot respond to every single thing, but I'm telling you, I'm going to try because I feel like I am that person that's going to say, I feel you. I've been there. I feel like that makes me feel crazy, too, when I go to pick up my phone and I want to call that person and then I realize I can't. 
a few years after my grandmother passed away, I called her house on Thanksgiving. And I know good and darn well that woman is not alive. No one lives at that house that is related to me. That house is not a part of my life. That phone number does not exist, but I still called because we cannot make our hearts get on the same page as our minds sometimes, guys, and that is okay. It's a part of it. We're talking living 20, 30, 40 years with these people, and then we've been the last nine months without them, the last 15 months, the last two years. You can't expect yourself. You can't force yourself That's really the P.S. when I'm talking about the back to the basics. Be kind to yourself. We're talking about a life experience. That in some cases can also rob you of your life, your livelihood, your joy, your peace. You've got to fight like hell to bounce back from complicated grief. I'm telling you that right now. And so another conversation I was having about the back to the basics is exhausting It's exhausting to every single day to choose to get up and to rework your mind. I'm talking thought to thought. We're bouncing through it like, oh, they're alive. No, they're not alive. Oh, I want to call my grandma. Oh, I want to talk to my dad. Oh, I miss my dad. Oh, I wish I could. It is like a nonstop tape. If you feel me right now and you hear this, drop a comment. If you feel me right now and you're not watching on YouTube and you're listening to the audio, go right to my DMs and say, I feel you. And make sure you drop a blue heart so I really know that we're in this community together. It's super important for you to know that this is a real life thing. And I don't want to be before you too long. Like I said, I wanted to go back to the basics so that you can remember that this is a life experience that's going to take sometimes the rest of your life to be able to cope with it. And when we talk about healing, because this is what I want to kind of segue with. Can you help me heal, Jay Nicole? How do I heal? And I always put this question back in the, in the person that's asking me's lap. What does healing look like to you? So I can give you my secret sauce, but that's really only going to apply to my definition of healing. It might not apply to you. And so therefore, I feel like there are sometimes you see a lot of people who still present as maybe miserable or just really down and just can't find that because I don't know what their definition of healing is. And their perspective of what that could be might not be realistic because I found myself trying to get back to the person I was before those caskets closed. And that's not realistic. And that's one of the hardest things I've had to accept is that that life that I knew before is not existent. And so if that's what you're measuring your healing success by, well, then, ladies and gentlemen, you might continue to come up short in that area. So we've got to find what that means. And you might find healing or or been able to obtain a little more joy in certain regards and in others maybe not that's why it's a journey and that's kind of where I am I feel so good in some areas and more empowered and I can say their names more maybe that's a win maybe you're healed enough where you can actually say their name maybe you're healed enough where you can actually drive past their home but maybe you're not healed enough to hear their voice because whoo that one for me right there I am not there I don't want to hear their voices. I will go past a video of my person alive so fast. It's so hard for me to deal with that. But in other days, I could say, yeah, my grandmother died. My dad died. My friend died. I could say it like, like it's, it's nothing. I've gotten to that point, but some areas we haven't. So be kind to yourself, please, on this journey. And don't let anybody push you around and make you feel otherwise. Really don't. And most importantly, please, please seek professional help. 
there is not much that can replace that. And as dope as I think I am, and I am going to say that as a grief bully, I am not a professional counselor. I'm not a licensed therapist, but a licensed therapist has helped save my life. By me saying, I'm going to put my pride aside, my livelihood and who I show up as in my life and in the lives of those that love me is so important that, yes, I'm going to go and talk to this stranger. Because remember, guys, with that stigma, they're only a stranger until after the first conversation. And then it's someone that you met before. So I don't know if they still stay in that stranger bucket. And so it's like any other relationship and interaction. When you go on a first date, you don't know that person. But then you start to get to know them and then the walls come down and then things get better. So I will also encourage you to push past the first couple of sessions. Don't go to one and say, ah, oh, this is not for me. They don't know me. They're this and that. I'm not that. Listen, they're trained and they're all not created equal. You might have to break up with that one and say, listen, it's, it's not you. It's me. Whatever you got to say to get out of it and then find someone else. Do your research. I specifically looked for a grief therapist, someone who that was not just a little bullet on their list. This is something that they know about. Challenge them, interview them. It's for you too. And keep pushing with that. And don't feel ashamed. That's really, that's really a hack right there is to make sure that you have a, it's gotta be, you've gotta have a healthy toolbox. We're doing some serious work here. So some things might take a screwdriver and other things might need a hammer. You can't just come to the party with one thing and say, all right, cool. I've got the solution. It's not going to happen like that. It's not going to happen like that. And I wish I could tell you that it will go away. I've truly come to the realization that I will be grieving, which is the inward thought process of dealing with these losses forever. I will allow myself to mourn them, which is the outward expression, because I feel like that's what's best for me. Otherwise, internally, I would implode. And so that's not what I want to do. So those two things are really important to accept that. But but as I sign off here, the joy, the pain, they can coexist, but only if you allow them to. So I'm going to beg you to make space in your heart, make space in your mind, make space in your world to let that joy and pain coexist because you deserve it. And your loved one will want you to continue your life in the best way that you possibly can. Guys, it's been another dope episode of the Gratefully Podcast. Short and sweet. Wanted to get back to the basics with you guys. Thank you again for rocking with me, for tuning in, for just being so dope. Just being so dope. I love you guys for that. Make sure you leave a comment. Drop me a review. You know where I hang out the most probably where most of you found me over on instagram go follow me there at i underscore am underscore jay nicole god so next time you already know love and light peace